I'm so jazzed about this movie because when I got the link and everything, I'm thinking, you know, an independent film. Yeah, sure. Uh, not that they're all bad, but some of them are just hard to watch. This was great from beginning to end. So congratulations on, on, on a great independent movie. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you much, have. man. That means yeah. the world to us, really. That is super cool to hear. Thank you. And I'm an old guy, but I re I had a ColecoVision, uh, and so that brought a lot of memories back to me. That's that fantastic, was, That was the man. goal, man. Yeah, it kind of spans generations. That yeah. was our hope. And the goal was to make this for as wide an audience as possible while not uh, excluding people, right? So uh, we've heard from, you know, Lynn Shay. <laughs> um, that she loved yes. the film. She didn't, you didn't understand a lot of the references, but she still loved the movie. Down to you know, kids who are un into mobile gaming and esports. Yeah. So, yeah, tried to you know put a lot of stuff in there um, and really homage a lot of the things that we love. Something for everyone, they say. Well, as as a as a dad who's surrounded by you know gamers, uh, <clears throat> a lot of these you know sixteen bit games are all coming back. The eight bit games are people are playing them. So this is a great thumbs up and a great uh, tip of the hat uh, to those original game makers. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, that was the goal all along. You yeah, know, we're, nice. we're gamers diehard um, and we wanted to uh, make, you know, people feel at home and, and uh, give them a movie that they could cheer about. You know, there, yeah. there's no big studio or, or people in suits behind us saying video games make money, make a movie. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie we just wanted to make. We yeah. wanted to make a movie that we wanted to watch and, yeah. and our buddies really. It's it's amazing the cast of extras and just walk-ons that you have. Yeah, it wasn't an overnight process. Um, and it was definitely, you know, it, it's kind of like going to a party. We say, you know, you, you want to know who's going to be there, right? And that definitely is the same with films. And we started out by reaching out to those who were close to us and who we'd worked with a little bit before, including Greg Grunberg. We, had done, we hadn't done a production with him, but we did an amazing table read with him. Yep. Uh, maybe two years before this process. And we knew in our heads, we're like, we want to work with Greg. He's amazing. Um, but we'd also done some work with Martin Cove from Karate Kid yeah. and Rambo his and his son Jesse. And we'd done a killer little short film called Show No Mercy, and it was set in an arcade. <laughs> and when we called them about the script, they knew that we were two knuckleheads who could put something ambitious in front of them that we could actually pull off. So their support came fast and furious, which was very cool. And you know, from there, it was kind of just stepping stones, reaching yeah. out to the next person. But a big part of it was our casting director, Farah, Farah West, uh, bringing some of this new up and coming yeah. talent that just killed it in this movie. Yep. And um, then getting Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin yeah. came off board in a, in a crazy way. There's a story behind the story with that one. Uh, so we knew Kevin had been out here in Phoenix uh, promoting one of his comedy tours. And he had actually sat down with one of my buddies from high school that I used to game with back in the day, <laughs> did a promotional stint where he was at the radio station as a guest DJ for like a week. And so I remembered that. And when the time came to make this film, we, we kind of wrote the character of Chuck with Kevin in mind. And kind of interesting because the guy who wrote Clerks and made Clerks could potentially be the owner of the store right. for these Clerks in our movie. Uh, we reached out to Kevin through my friend by doing a little video message. And Jeremy and I sat down and we just poured our hearts out, man, like one indie, you know, filmmaker crew to another and said, Kevin, like you're our Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. Here's what we're trying to do. We love your work. Would you be possibly interested in being in this thing with us? We shot it out there and didn't think we were going to hear anything back. And within 30 minutes, we got the note back through my buddy. He said, dude, Kevin just messaged. 
he said simply tell the boys I'm in and to get in touch with us. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. Wow. So you shoot for the stars sometimes, and sometimes you, you rope them, you know? But was, it, was it a lengthy audition process, uh, you know, for your, for your uh, main cast? Did, yeah, did... They, they got a ton of submissions, um, and then we, you know, they were video submissions, so then we kind of narrowed that down, and then they did in-person, you know, uh, and you know, Greg jumping on as a producer as well was there. Yeah. Um, so he was, it was awesome to have, you know, him and Farrah in the room really showing us you know he was our eyes and ears in hollywood yeah who he could be what images and and so. uh and and uh, they just nailed it yeah. joey morgan hassey harrison and tom plumley i mean geez lucas gage yeah. all the people we had in this film uh just incredible actors yeah people actresses. should be watching them man yeah. for sure they work so well together i mean there's was that instant chemistry on on the part of your cast too well, it was it so, was it was interesting, right? Yeah, it, it, it's funny. Greg calls us like summer summer camp. You know, we shot all overnight yeah. for twenty two days in, in Phoenix in January. It was freezing cold, unfortunately. But for for uh, Tom and Joey, um, we put them in their in the same Airbnb. We rented them a house. It had a pool table. We brought every video game system that we all own. We over loaded there. up <laughs> chips and popcorn. Yeah. We, we wanted them to live the life that of best friends of best friends yeah. and they came up with their own secret handshake out of nowhere and um and that really built their like best friend chemistry yeah. and hassie dude she's just like one of the guys and yeah. she can hang with anyone she came in and she's so freaking great man she just melded right with the dudes yeah. um and it was it was neat to see the three best friends we wrote on the page yeah. like come together you know, not only on camera, but behind the scenes too, and watch them joke around and run lines together. And yeah, Joey be playing and, Nintendo Switch, you know, yeah. waiting for his time. And, and Tom and Joey always came to set together, even when they didn't, when they weren't on that day. It was awesome. You know, they're, they're, doing, they're doing their research, of course, when they're playing the games. Yeah. So. <laughs> as, as co-directors of the film, do you, do you allow for some improv? Was there a oh, bit of that yeah. going on? Yeah, dude. Yeah, the script is you know the roadmap and and detours come along and I think that's that's so beautiful, yeah. um, especially when you're making an independent film. You know, we we have good ideas, but we don't have the greatest ideas. Exactly. And so we like to leave room for that to happen. You know, I, I always think of productions as like Legos, right? You've got talent, you've got locations, you've got a script. <laughs> Uh, you got crew, and it's up to you on that day to build that into what it becomes. Um, sometimes for better or worse, because it can be hard on the crew when things aren't as rigid and streamlined, and you really know what's coming yeah. next. But as a creative process, yeah. it's beautiful to let things happen, um, and they surprise you. Some of the best stuff in the film, man, no doubt. You know, they had their blueprint, like you said, the roadmap, but those side roads took us to some really interesting and fun places. Yeah. And some of the best stuff in the film came out of that improv. Yep. Uh, there is also the other thing about this film is that I was totally surprised by the special effects and how good they were. Uh, it, it, it did that balance between special effects in the 1980s yeah. and yeah. today's special effects. And, and you just kept that balance perfectly. Yeah, Foxtrot oh, X-Ray. Um, yeah. Amazing uh, a production here in, uh, in Phoenix, the uh, Post House that does VFX. Yeah. Man, um, they gave their heart and soul. Could not have done it without them. Yeah. Man. I mean, literally, but also dude, spiritually through the sure. process, having Paul over there and the team at Foxtrot take every one of our harebrained ideas <laughs> that we always thought was overly ambitious and yeah. go, yeah, I think we can do that. And we ended oh, up with they, over they 500 visual effects shots. And, and we did not set out to uh, have that much. And to your point on, on mixing the new and the old, 
um, you know, it really helped too because we shot on, uh, you know, red digital cinema camera, but the anamorphic um, lenses I chose to shoot the film on were, were they kind of had like a lo-fi mm -hmm. feel. So, it, you know, we really wanted this film to feel like it might've been made in the nineties, might've been made in the late eighties. And so I think between the look of the movie uh, and the and the way that Paul did the special effects with yeah. his team, it really comes together uh, to make it feel organic, right? It feels like yeah. people made this movie. It wasn't just a it was um, crafted, yeah. yeah, it was it was a crafted film. Yeah, it gives you that feel because you know as I'm watching it, I've, I'm noticing the you know that slight color bleed that that is very prevalent in 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 '80s films. There is that kind of uh, beautiful soft focus that those lenses had. And I know that's on purpose. You know, you just don't stumble into that. Right. And so, you know, it, it, did you storyboard the film? Was it, was it shot for shot? So, um, so I shot the film as well. Um, and, and like I you're saying, fortunately and unfortunately, a lot of things, the way I work, I kind of have to be there to see it. Uh, so we really, I mean, I tried the storyboard. I tried to do a shot list, but on the day, when you've got 12 hours. Well, and on an indie set too, I when mean, your location's yeah. six a location hours drops a or, or yeah. lights that were on when you location <laughs> off, you really, there were times where I'm just sitting there, glossy eyed, Scott's just sitting there, and I'm like, you the only way flexible. is forward. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only way is forward. There's <laughs> no, um, so it was very, a lot of it was just kind of feeling our way through it. Um, mm. So we, we, it was hell on my gaffer, but. We tried to light things as 360 as possible from overhead so that I could just have the freedom to, to grab shots from there. Yeah, which kind of lends to that. I mean, that's very indie. And yeah. we knew going into this, we had to have a high degree of flexibility. Yeah. Uh, Stress-wise, that things were going to happen. Yep. Changes were going to need to be made on the fly, which for a film like this can be more challenging than maybe a straightforward drama with no consideration of VFX and all that stuff. The only scenes we actually like storyboarded uh, believe it or not, were some of the animation stuff in the beginning of the film <laughs> playing the video game. We took all of Jeremy's and my Funko Pop figures and we had action yeah. figures around the studio and we're like, all right, so talking to the video camera team, here's what we want to see. And then the, you know, the nether kraken comes in. And <laughs> that was about it as yeah, far as yeah. actually storyboarding though. You, you guys did such a great job in, in, in all of this, uh, you know, and as a small you know, budgeted movie. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, it was almost bring your own lunch for the, you know, uh, catering. We tried as much as possible to take care of, the, of our crew. You know, yeah. uh, that's, that's, we're so humbled and thankful for a lot of the people that, you know, took this journey with us. Dude. And so it was, it was important for us as much as humanly possible to, to do what we could do on set. Good to, food. To and make and sure that everyone yeah. had, you know, we had catering every day and yeah. yeah. Lamps and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Distributing something like this, though, in the age of COVID has got to be a huge headache. Uh, Publicity-wise, all of that. I, I know that you're streaming. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what are the pitfalls you're running into? It's interesting, man. It's, it's interesting in a lot of ways. And it's kind of been, it's proven to be a double-edged sword, to be honest. Um, you know, to start, we, we narrowed down in lockdown and chose to go with the distributor, MVD Entertainment, or the guy over there, Eric, who has championed this uh, mm -hmm. film because they got it because they, you know, they've got this collection called the retro rewind collection. They're all big film geeks. You know, when Eric got on that first uh, zoom call with us, he did it from his basement. He had an arcade in his basement with all of his old retro game collection. So we're like, okay, we know the promotion side of this thing is going to be from the heart 
and understand the core audience. Yep. From there, uh, to your point, the physical distribution of everything has gotten kind of wacky. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we were planning to do a small theatrical run prior, yeah. and then COVID hit, and it's like, okay, well. What do you do now? Now, because, you know, that that does help put you into premium VOD selections on Vudu and Amazon. There, There's clout to that. But now so the are closed. Now you can't really do that. So luckily there's been some awesome drive-ins that are popping up yes. that it's been filmed at, which is so cool for yeah. a movie that homages a lot of 80s, you know, retro. 90s retro stuff to yeah. be shown at a drive-in is so cool to us. But, you know, the double-edged sword is there's a lot of people at home and there's a lot of movies that are not coming out. And so people are hungry for content. So if there was a time for people to see Max, it is now. And yeah. That's kind of cool for us. Yeah, this, this movie, if it was done in the 80s, would have to have Bruce Campbell in it. Oh gosh, that would have been <laughs> the man with the golden chin, dude. Maybe, maybe oh, the next movie. Love him. Love him. Uh, and, and speaking to that, is there going to be a, a, a part two? I, I love these characters. We left it open. Hey, uh, we left uh, it open. There, there's been some very interesting uh, ideas kicked around on what number two would look like because, yeah. man, there's nothing worse. And how many times have you seen <laughs> the movie? It's so good. And then yeah. two comes out, and you're like, huh. It's, yeah, well, I will say that, you know, the and kids on set were kicking around, man, already while we were still filming. They're like, what about Max Reloaded? Another one. We're like, Listen, <laughs> you should hit the guys up at Quibi and, and make this a series seven right. minutes each, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you working on next, though? Yeah. From day to day, man, we've got a couple scripts in the hopper. We're still, you know, always developing, always refining that. Um, but we've been doing a ton of short format content essentially is proofs of concept yep. and we have one dropping in the next couple of weeks yeah. here don't we yep congratulations you guys just did a great great job thank Dude. you man yeah it's just spreading the word that's that's all that's that's all we can hope for that yeah. people get to see this movie and appreciate you man for, yeah. for saying oh no no i appreciate uh again thank you guys so much for your time today i really appreciate it yeah thank you likewise tony thank you brother this celebrity interview is sponsored by i'm annette Severella with Pia Anderson Moss Hoyt, Utah's leading entertainment law firm, serving clients nationwide. We provide solid, attentive representation, focusing on minimizing risk, reducing cost, and protecting the reputation and privacy of our clients. Our goal is to provide you with the legal representation you need to make the right decisions and to protect you and your creative works. Call or email me for a free consultation.